Who Killed Nelson Nutmeg? Written and read by Danny Stack. Chapter 7. Secret Den. Billy gathered Shiv, Woody and the Colonel around in a circle so that she could show them her video footage. Wait for the zoom, she said. The handheld footage zoomed into the bonfire, but it was difficult to make out because the images were too dark. Didn't you use night vision mode? asked the Colonel. It's pay-as-you-go, said Billy with a hint of embarrassment. To make matters worse, the phone started beeping and the footage disappeared. A battery light flashed a couple of times, then the whole screen went blank. Phone's dead, said Woody, and so is Nelson Nutmeg, said Billy, as everyone took their seats in their secret den. The den was a forgotten old storeroom situated behind Game Zone, full of interesting knick-knacks. Shiv sat on an old toilet, or his throne as he liked to call it, which everyone felt was very appropriate for him, given his tendency to fart all the time. Woody perched himself on a couple of worn tractor tyres. The colonel jumped onto a lectern and sat cross-legged as she supervised everyone below her, or so she liked to think. Billy took a few steps away from the gang, expecting them to react to the news of Nelson's death. But they all just looked at her, disbelieving. Didn't you hear me? Billy asked. Nice try, Billy, said Shiv, playing a cool. The colonel was less cool. I'm missing a battle duty deathmatch for this. Double XP? Woody decided to be on Shiv and the colonel's side. Yesterday you said he was lame, and now you're a little Miss Nelson fan, he said to Billy. I know we're too old for him now, she replied, but he's always been there for us. Woody, remember the time when you peed in the pool? It was lemon sherbets. I left them in my shorts. Everyone thought this was a feeble excuse, but it was true. Woody really had left lemon sherbets in his shorts, which made it look like he had peed in the pool. Yeah, but Nelson pretended he did it, so the kids wouldn't laugh at you, said Billy. She turned her attention to the colonel. Remember the time when you ran away from the park? Hey, it was my first mission, the colonel said in her defence, although she really had run away from Nelson's retreat and got lost by the bottom of the cliffs. But Nelson found you and stayed with you until you felt better, said Billy. The colonel couldn't deny any of this. She knew Billy had a point. And Shiv, Billy said. Remember you've been nutmegged? Shiv thought for a second. He remembered the time Nelson nutmeg held up a chocolate cake as if he was going to share it. But then he unexpectedly shoved the whole cake in Shiv's face. I had chocolate chips coming out of my nose for a week, Shiv said. Then a big smile lit up his face. Good times. See, we all owe him, said Billy. There was a pause around the room as the gang thought about Nelson Nutmeg. Finally, the colonel said, We need more intel, proper evidence. Show us where he was pushed, Shiv said. Okay, but stay low. Remember, the killer's probably still in the camp, Billy replied. Shiv shrugged, Woody gulped, and the colonel jumped down from her lectern. Come on then, she said. No squirrel gets left behind. Chapter 8. Looking for Clues Billy led the gang away from the main throng of Nelson's retreat, taking the long way around the camp to go to the cliffs. She wanted to ensure no one saw what they were doing and no one followed them. She crouched down so as not to be seen. She gestured to the others to do the same. Her plan was to take the gang to where she had seen Nelson Nutmeg falling off the cliff. 
The Colonel and Woody nodded their agreement and bent down beside her. The Colonel gave various military hand signals, pointing at her eyes and then into the distance. No one had a clue what she was doing. Shiv, on the other hand, was happily sucking a lollipop, not really interested in ducking out of sight or following military signals. He wasn't taking this Nelson Nutmeg is dead thing seriously, but it could prove a handy distraction until lunchtime. Billy led the gang down one of the winding paths of the caravan park, trying to stay low. They reached the end of the path, and that's when Billy saw the creepy bald guy who bumped into her outside Nelson's barrel. They had to hide, quickly. Shiv was still happily sucking his lollipop and didn't notice where the gang went, but Billy pulled him to the side at the last minute. They hid behind a caravan and then popped their heads out from the side to take a look at the creepy bald guy. Who's that marble? asked Woody. I saw him last night acting right shifty, said Billy. Indeed, he was acting right shifty now. He was digging a large man-shaped hole and glancing around suspiciously. He stopped digging and stood up, sensing something. Had he spotted the gang? No, there was a big slug slurping its way across his bald head. He touched it, then lifted it in front of him. He sniffed the slug, thought about it for a second, then ate the slug in one bite. Woody couldn't believe his eyes. Ugh, he ate the slug, he ate the slug. Did he? Didn't he? The gang didn't know who this creepy bald guy was, but from now on he would be known as Mr. Slug. But watching him eat the slug gave the gang mixed reactions. Actually, I'm feeling quite peckish, Shiv said and licked his lips. How much further, Billy? The colonel was getting impatient too. Yeah, where's ground zero? Billy lifted her arm slowly and dramatically. She pointed to a specific part of the cliffs. There. They snuck away from Mr. Slug and made their way to the top of the cliff. However, when they got there, they couldn't see very much, except for Woody's kite, which was stuck halfway down the cliff. There wasn't any real evidence that anyone had been pushed from this point or that a murder had taken place. Billy didn't want the gang to lose interest, so she tried to remain upbeat. There's nothing here. Let's see what we can find on the beach. What about my kite? asked Woody, not noticing that the others had already gone. Hey, wait for me, he cried. And he tried to catch them up as they headed towards the beach. Billy lay down on the beach, posing as the dead Nelson Nutmeg. She stuck her tongue out to the side for dramatic effect. He was here, like this, she said, but it came out slightly muffled because of her stuck-out tongue. Well, he's not here now, is he? The colonel said, getting bored. Maybe it's time for lunch. Shiv? Shiv? There was no reply from Shiv. He was sitting on a rock by the bottom of the cliff, but he felt something underneath him that was a bit soft. He picked it up and held it out in front of him. Nelson's eye patch, cried Woody. Yes, said Billy, and she jumped up, excited to have found real evidence at last. Is this real then, said Shiv. Part of me was hoping I had made it up, said Billy. Where's the rest? asked the colonel. Yeah, where's the squirrel barbecue? said Shiv, who was now intrigued, but still not taking Nelson's death seriously. Billy narrowed her eyes and whispered, Over the fence. Chapter 9. Let's do this. There was an imposing electric fence along the cliff top that was normally well out of bounds for everyone, kids and adults alike. 
Billy, Shiv, Woody and the Colonel had never been this far along the path before. In fact, there wasn't really a path. The ground was uneven and there was a lot of long grass. The Colonel, Shiv and Woody edged towards the fence, which buzzed ominously. Woody crouched down in front of a sign which read, Danger! Electric fence! Woody said the words over and over in his head. He was really tempted to reach out and touch the fence. Don't touch that, the colonel ordered. Bzzzt. A loud buzzing sound caught their attention and they looked at Shiv. He hadn't been able to resist touching the fence. Some of his hair had gone all spiky and a few wisps of smoke trailed from his head. Yeah, don't touch that. Again, he said. Billy arrived holding Swindon's sci-fi duvet. She threw it over the sign to stop the electric current from harming them as they climbed over the fence. But no one moved. Billy looked at each member of the gang in turn and they all focused on Woody. Woody shook his head wearily. He was always the one chosen to go first for some reason and he started to climb over the fence using Swindon's duvet. Ow, 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 he cried and the other stepped forward afraid that Woody had been zapped by the fence. Ha ha, got you, Woody said. He was only pretending. It was his way of getting his own back for always picking him to go first. However, he lost his balance and landed awkwardly on the other side of the fence. He narrowly avoided a big steaming pile of cow dung. Shiv casually jumped over the fence but still had some electric shock in his hands. He patted Woody on the back, which made Woody jolt with some of Shiv's electricity. Woody stepped forward, right into the cow dung. The others laughed to themselves as Woody pulled faces, desperately trying to wipe the cow dung from his sandal. Once they were all safely over the fence, the gang looked for clues at the place where Billy had seen someone throw Nelson Nutmeg's costume into the bonfire. Billy picked up some brightly coloured paper that was lying around. Chew wrappers, she said. Could be nothing, said the colonel. Shiv decided to see if there was still any electric shock left in his hands, and he held out his finger towards the colonel. Bzz, 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 he said. But the colonel grabbed his finger, surprising Shiv. Do you want anyone to be able to pull that finger again, she asked. That's not becoming behaviour of an officer, said Shiv. Yeah, well, you put the infant into infantry, the colonel replied. Shiv and the colonel smirked at each other, enjoying the banter. Billy rolled her eyes. We haven't got any evidence yet and you guys are just mucking around. Can't we have lunch now? My tummy's eating itself, said Shiv. At that precise moment, a loud rumbling noise came from his stomach. It was either the beginning of a huge fart or he was the hungriest boy alive. The others edged away just to be safe. And I've got to practice my moves for tomorrow, said Woody, but no one knew what he was talking about. My chess moves, they call me the lethal bishop. I'm all about the diagonals. Billy wanted them to focus on the task at hand. Don't you get it? Someone may have been burnt. Murdered, she said. Burdered, said Woody. Exactly, said Billy. Something terrible has happened. Are you in or not? Let's do this, said Shiv. No one had expected Shiv to be the one to show interest, especially Billy. Still, she was pleased he was taking this seriously, so she held out her hand to shake on it. Shiv held out his hand too, but then he took it away. It's got to be a squirrel shake for Nelson. 
That made sense, although doing a squirrel shake on top of the cliff felt a bit weird. Billy and Shiv outstretched their hands, waved them in front of their noses, then jumped around and wiggled their bottoms. Woody and the Colonel giggled, enjoying the show. Swindon was trudging up the path behind him, holding a special aerial to track any UFO activity in the area. What are you jokers up to, he said, not realising he looked fairly stupid himself holding the aerial, wearing a long coat and a flappy hat in the middle of summer. We're going to find out who killed Nelson Nutmeg, Woody said. But Swindon sighed. Not you as well, he said, but he could see that the gang looked determined. What have you found? Billy showed Swindon her video footage and the chew wrappers she'd found by the bonfire. Shiv held up Nelson's eye patch. Swindon didn't seem very impressed. Is that it? he said. It's a start, said Billy, fed up with being ridiculed by her brother. You know, he was probably abducted, started Swindon, but he could see the displeasure in Billy's face when he said this, and she ignored him. Okay, what's the first course of action? the colonel asked. If Shiv was interested in the investigation, she decided she was interested too. I thought you would have an idea, seeing as you're the colonel, said Billy. It's your mission, I follow your orders, the colonel replied. Okay, Billy said, desperately trying to think of something. I say we tell the owners. Everyone groaned at this idea. Billy reacted quickly to their disapproval. But if they don't believe us, we'll take things as far as they can go, okay? She said. Yeah, everyone replied, more upbeat, and they immediately headed back towards Nelson's retreat. As they neared the electric fence again, Swindon noticed something familiar. Hey, is that my duvet? You've been listening to Who Killed Nelson Nutmeg. It was read by Danny Stack from his own novelization of the film. To find out more and watch some clips from the movie, visit nelsonnutmeg.com. <laughs>